We live in a highly competitive society with challenges to everyone in the job and the private life. I have naturopath, nutritionist, educator, researcher, Dr. Brad McEwen with me. Very happy to be back. Let's go. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by the revolutionary new Hydroxy Burn Sleep RX. This natural therapeutic sleep formula is unlike any other, designed specifically to combat the negative impacts of poor sleep on the mind and body without the common side effects associated with other sleep aids. It combines innovative and clinically researched German ingredients Recoverben and Blueness with other safe proven herbs to calm the mind and soothe the nerves, helping you sleep better. How? via lower levels of stress and anxiety and reduced muscle pain, improving your recovery time and enhancing mood. Sleep better. Welcome to Body Science, the home of fit, happy and healthy. With me today, Dr. Brad McEwen. Brad, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks. And yourself? Good. For those that didn't pick up on your first podcast with us, um, Thermogenics, and we did a few other really cool ones earlier on, go back and listen to those. But Brad, do you want to tell us about yourself before we start? Dr. Brad McEwen. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, nutritionist, as well as an educator and researcher. I've got 20 years clinical experience experience and over 15 years teaching. And you just dropped some research recently in relation to chocolate's good for you, is that uh, right? Chocolate's always good for you, any time of day, I reckon. Mate, you're going to get a lot That's of good excellent. followers with chocolate. If you want to catch Brad on uh, Instagram, it's at B-R-A-D-M-C-E-W-E-N. So the reason we got Brad in today is it's it's about lifestyle, anxiety, sleep, stress. You throw it out there, it's a competitive society and there's challenges everywhere. Everyone's got challenges, whether it's in your job, it's in your private life. We're going to talk, and what I want to hinge on here, Brad is cognitive performance. And yes. I'm talking about during the day and then at night. What What are your big five tips? Or have you got some tips for us in relation to cognitive performance, things we should look at? What should we do? Like, you know, it's competitive, mate. Like, what do we do to make people live a better life? These are all big topics. Yes. Yeah. You know, the world has become more competitive. There's a lot more stress, a lot more mental stress. I want you to imagine if we go back in time 100 years and read the newspaper, there's more information in that newspaper than what the 100 years before had. Yeah. Okay. We're really reading, we're learning, we're taking a lot more mental and emotional stress and we're doing a lot less physical stress. So we're not out plowing the fields, for example. So we're taking a lot of it on board. We're thinking about today, thinking about yesterday, focusing on what we're going to do later on today, maybe tomorrow, planning events, whether it's, you know, with me, I do a lot of conferences, so I'm planning a lot ahead that way. Other people might be just planning, taking their kids out to the park tomorrow. So there's a lot of mental stress. And if we don't defrag or clear that cache enough, it, it burdens us. It stays on us. Nice way to and clear the case. That That's makes complete right. sense. Mate, so I heard a saying the other day that people who think of the past have depression, people who think of the future have anxiety. That doesn't leave a lot left for people who don't think. That's right. It's like living in the present. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's we are made up of all our memories. So that's one of the things we have to think about. And sometimes those memories stay there good and bad. Mm -hmm. and we can't always process those. And thinking about the future is like what you said. It's having that anxiety about the future. What if I can't pay that bill? Or what if I lose my job? Or what if what if, what if? And that's a lot of memory space being taken up. And some people have had more stress than others in life. My eight out of 10 stress is different to your eight out of 10 stress. Yeah. Everyone has different stress levels. So if we keep all that in mind, stress is an underlying driver of nearly everything we do. And thinking of what we're talking about today, it affects a lot of our memory, concentration, our cognitive performance. So why do we throw mental and concentration around the word positive mood, coping with stress? Like why are they so associated today? Like I think 
the way we think about it is they affect each other greatly. So when you have a positive outlook, your thinking is clearer, your memory concentration. But I want you to imagine you're having a bit of a bad day. There's a little bit of the dark cloud, you know, the cartoon yeah. cloud over you. You're feeling a little bit sad or depressed about whatever reason it is. And I want you to think you're not thinking clearly. Okay. So you're thinking, you're thinking, you've forgotten where your keys are or you've forgotten to do something, basic things. And it's very hard to get that mental clarity back. So they do often get lumped together in the same conversation that, you know, what drives and thrives us is a good mental health lookout. So why would mental focus, concentration and memory promote a calm, positive mood? Now that's a big, those two sometimes don't step in the same shoes, if you ask me, yet it's something we all put together when we talk to people, when we we put literature out from a a brand perspective, etc., we we talk about these components going hand in hand. So I don't know. It's a. I, I think what it's coming down to is we'll use the word stress a lot today because there is good stress and you bad stress. You want to stress the fact that we're going to use the word stress? We're going to stress the fact. <laughs> Very good point. Bad joke. Sorry. That's everyone. it. We're winners today. <laughs> we're on fire. I want you to think that, you know, stress is, it's only a short, small word, but affects us greatly. And if we have the right amount of stress, we get up out of bed in the morning, we thrive, we live through the day, do everything perfect. If we have the negative kind of stress, we survive, not thrive. And over time, that just knocks us down, knocks us down, knocks us down. It just keeps doing that. So I want you to think, you know, everyone needs to think that stress is a good thing to a certain point. Is there some type of definite, and I know you don't have this written down in front of you and it's probably a loaded question. Is there a definition of stress? I mean, you're talking about stress in a positive as getting out of bed and obviously, you know, high cortisol, you, you know, we'll head into that type of thing later on. People need that that flight, fight fight flight, flight aspect of life. But then we all spend all day trying not to be stressed or letting stress get the better of us mm-hmm. and is there is there a definition of what stress is? And I'm, what I'm trying to work at is I don't want the, the clinical, you know, blah, blah, blah. When I want, okay, stress is this, but being stressed is this. That's not stress. Like I'm mm. looking for that that little landing in the middle that we can all ha- happily walk across so that life is full of stresses. Well, it is. Life is full of stresses from day one. You know, there's all different types of stress, whether it's environmental, physical, mental, emotional, the wrong temperature, like yep. when people get hot and flustered because yep. of the heat, that's a stress. Now to feel stressed and have stress it can be two different things. Yeah. So keeping in mind everyone has a limit and everyone's limit is different. It sort of starts off when you think about it is there's different phases. There's the alert phase where we're aware of the situation. We can see the stress, whether it's a saber-toothed tiger yep. or something in the distance, we're alerted to it. There's our stress. Sometimes we don't see the stress, but in this example, we can see the saber-toothed tiger. Our body then goes into the acute phase of what do we do? Do we fight? Because it's in the distance. Do we remain where we are? Do we move away, which is your flight? What do we want to do? A lot of us will stay because we can see the stress is off in the distance. It's nowhere near us. It's tomorrow's deadline, for example, not today. So it's it's all right. But then that saber-toothed tiger stress gets closer and closer. And as it gets closer, it's not linear. I want you to imagine there's this steep curve as it gets closer. As the stress builds up, it's building and building and then it hits our threshold and that's when stress changes stress that's when it changes and now we then make again the decision do we fight and run through the day and keep going or do we actually drop it and flight and just say right just can't do it this is the breakdown sort of exhaustion stage when we get so, to that so how do we help those people that suffer from what you just talked about so the flight stage has happened. I, can, I just can't do this. I'm, I'm at my mm. wit's end or whatever word you want to use. H- how do we help people like that? What are some things we can do? One of the first things is to recognize it. Okay. Everything has its limits. So recognizing it is the first stage. So from a workplace perspective, um, we well, we have to remember we're talking about some tips here and I've cut you off on number one, no, which is a right. massive no-no. What should we do from a workplace and a home perspective to help someone recognize that i'm actually glad you said it that way yeah is work and home trying not to take work home yeah and i know it's hard 
flipping it the other way, trying not to bring home into work because that, that can cause stresses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was emailing at one a.m. this morning. <laughs> so I, w- I want you to sort of think: we do need to actually have some kind of uh, kind of limit to that, where we say work is for work. We're in a twenty-four hour world now. So like earlier today, I wasn't emailing to the other side of the world. So because they're awake at that time as I'm going into bed. So Absolutely. I've got some business overseas. So our nine to five days no longer nine to five. It's extended mm-hmm. much more greatly. However, we can still have that division. So some people turn around and say, all right, as soon as we have dinner, phone's off, not at the table, and then for half an hour you can check emails or whatever afterwards, but we still have our home time and we know it's a 24-hour society. So therefore, if you expect a phone call or something, maybe say to that person, can you call me between 7 and 7.30 p.m., Yep, for example. Take so a bit of control of what? Take a bit of control. There's the boundary. So even though you're still doing work at home, you've allowed that boundary and said, here's my home work time, as in this is it, there's the boundary. If you call me at 7.31, I'm sorry, I'm not going to answer because I'm with my partner, I'm with my children, I'm with whatever I'm doing. Thankful time. Thankful time. I'm going to the gym, I'm doing a workout, I'm going for a walk, it's my thankful time. It's what yeah. I'm doing for myself or for my family as well. So having those, you know, I don't want to call them barriers, but actually putting up those foundations in place saying, this is my work time, this is my home time. Well, if you're going to build a building, you've got to put some foundations down and if the same thing goes for you. So from a work perspective, mate, I, I guess that's turning notifications off emails and going to emails when you want to go to emails, that's turning notifications off your phone. That's it. What other things at work as, a, as an employer, what could we do to help our team wellness wise in relation to acknowledging that that is starting to happen outside of deadlines that we can't that's it obviously and, change and sometimes deadlines you can't change yes the deadline is this this is the way it is in today's world some people yet yeah, turn off their phone turn off notifications some people go as far as deleting the apps which i think's a little bit too far because then you just have to reinstall and set it all up again which yeah. causes more stress what was that password again yeah what was that <laughs> i need to take something for the password so i remember but the thing is it's like i would always say turn off notifications some people you can set your phone now to actually have block out times yep. so no emails messages after this amount of time Put your out of office on so everyone knows that you're not there. Because like I said, it's 24 hours a day work now. Set that time in place. And whether you're single, married, it doesn't matter. Have boundaries for yourself and with your family so you can organize it and say, these are my work times outside of work. Following on what you said, like I might be working, waiting on an email and I know it's going to come in later that night. Well, I can't stop that. I can't help that. But at least I know in advance, I can see that saber-toothed tiger in the distance yeah. being the email in this case, that there is an email, it's coming, I have to answer it. So I know it's coming when it, in regards to workplaces we need to have the you know the rest and recuperation stage that's good sleep doing things you love i always say to people and we're not doing numbers at the moment do things you love whether it's work i love what i do mm-hmm. that's why i choose to do it other people do it because they're providing for their family you know there's reasons why people do what they that's do that's a fair love driver yeah it is you're doing it for your family because you want them to go to a better school or go to camp or something else like that there's a love driver i always say find something you love and do it the amount of people i ask is what what hobbies do you have and what do you love doing and they tell me and i go when did you last do it and they say oh i can't remember so i want you to think of what time of year it is right now i love photography i take a lot of i was out taking full moon you know all this kind of stuff i love photography everywhere i go i take photos i love travel i try and do it regularly and that's my outlet i can't draw i'll be honest and tell the whole world i cannot draw i'm not an artist i can't paint but i love taking photos and that's my outlet i get creative but i don't do photoshop it or anything else like that i take it as is and i'm creative with my shutter speed and aperture I do that kind of creativity I work with that yeah, nice. that's that's my outlet and then if I can walk and get outdoors and do all that with it that's the perfect driver for me so from a, a work perspective get out at lunchtime don't just sit down and read your phone and eat your food that's e- it eat your food go for a walk try and get as much in as you can during that, those breaks 
That's it. And what a lot of people do is they'll sit down, they'll go into work and they sit down the whole day. It's great. I've got water right in front of me, which I'll, I'll have some soon because we need to be hydrated. But some people actually have water drums next to them effectively so they don't have to get up. Yeah, and it, that's nice, but not. You need to get up. They eat at their desk, they have their morning tea, afternoon tea, snacks, lunch, doing emails, checking phone, doing so much, but they're not breaking from it, allowing that, again, that defrag, that cash release that we're talking about earlier. So I always say to people, if you can get up, if you've got a sitting down job in office, get up every half hour. Okay, every half hour, stand up? Yeah, stand up. Some people say one hour, mm -hmm. that's a long time. So I say if you can get up for after half an hour, 30 minutes, get up, walk to the opposite end of the office and back, do some shoulder shrugs, do something, just get some movement going. It's good for your cardiovascular system, good for your nervous system, and just pretty much allowing you to defrag from that thing that you're reading right now because you might need to concentrate. And you're talking about defragging. I would assume that most people who got up and did that, who, who listen to what you're saying every hour, they grab their phone straight away, jump on, jump into some type of social media. Media, what are we doing to ourselves in doing that? And that's part of the FOMO movement. So, <laughs> FOMO. So, so the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. So it's like, you're at work, what the world around us is doing. And it's like, as soon as you get that one minute break, I see it a lot on the trains, like when I'm in public transport, straight away they're on it. I've seen people ready for this one. They fell between the gap between the train and the platform. I had to pull them out. They wow. actually weren't paying attention, looking at their phone and went right down. I had to pull them out. That was scary. That's actually. madness. That was madness. It was very scary. The person freaked out too. Look it's up like, people, look up. Look Look up, look up at the world around you. So it's like, that's okay. Go and have your minute break where you walk around, but don't grab your phone or whatever you need to do. That can wait till later. Get up and go for your walk. Go to the other end of the office, sit back down. Now you can focus on that email that's very intense that you need to read. So I've got the example of the laptop sitting here, sort of, you know, using this as a tool to accentuate what I'm talking about. Yes. So I could be looking at an email now, working on it, and then the intensity of the workload on that can actually lower your intensity of work because it's drawing you in. It's taking too much energetics out of you, causing you more stress. And you lose your focus, your drive, your clarity. You get up, go for a 30 second, go down there, come back, grab some water, you know, grab some coffee or tea or whatever your thing is, do that. Maybe even some of the stuff in front of us here, you know, relax for that moment. It allows for that clarity. Then you go back to that email and you go, oh, that's the answer I needed. I need to X, Y, and Z. And that's the thing. It's a short, quick break, allows the body to reset, recharge. And like I said earlier, it's actually very good for your cardiovascular system because people who sit down a long time at a high risk of you know, deep vein thrombosis, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It's not just on planes and trains, for example. Yeah. You could be in your office and you're at risk. So you need to get up and move around. There's a lot of good research coming around about movement. So that's it. Keep moving, people. Keep moving. So, mate, let's just say that's really good advice. Dr. Brad, but you live in a bubble. I'm going to get up. I'm going to grab my phone because I'm suffering from FOMO. What do you call it? FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yeah, I'm suffering from FOMO. So what can we do as individuals to assist us around a lifestyle that means I'm connected 24 seven. So mm. I'm, and, and I'm talking from your clinical perspective and, and, and when you're, you're talking with your, your patients, someone goes, cause it happens all the time. We go do ABC. Okay. Yep. As soon as I stand up, where's my phone, grab it, walk That's straight it. onto it. Insta. Oh, look what they're doing. Oh, geez. They're in Europe. Oh, geez. They're training. Oh, I'm missing out. Yeah. I'm missing out. So what can we do as uh, you know, current society to help us, like to help us along those lines. What can we supplement? What can we, what can we plan? What can we do for those people? Like if I said to my kids, you can't have your phone for an hour, they would look at me and go, well, dad, you're stepping on very dangerous no, ground. It ain't, ain't happening. I think what it comes a lot down to is the autopilot. Yep. We go from one device to the next to the next. I was reading a study recently. <laughs> which is funny enough to say, yeah. they actually worked out that when you look at photos from the 1950s, you've actually got people sitting on trains 
like this, reading the newspaper, yeah. not looking at the outside world. Now we have our devices doing the same thing. So it's been a trend that's been going for a while, but now it's a lot more electronic. It's changing. The information being provided to us is nonstop. And if you've got notifications on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, work emails, personal emails, tick, 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 it's pinging at you and, and vibrating, it's telling you. Like you're walking along, it vibrates in your pocket. You pull it out or it's already in your hand. It's an automatic pilot mode. And we have to be very careful of that. So being present in the moment. Like you said, in the past, depression in the future, anxiety, living in the moment can be hard too because that is that fear of missing out. It's the activity. It's the being now, 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 the pressure we have. So one of the things we have to have is acknowledging that, removing that autopilot, for example, and focusing on the now, focusing on the moment. Then we look at our foundations or fundamentals, going for the walk, proper hydration. And one of the main things people forget which is very easy, is proper nutrition. If you have good quality nutrition, you are already one step ahead. So what type of foods should we be eating for focus? One of the main ones I do find very useful is nuts and seeds. Okay. It's very easy. Each day I have a different, I suppose, packet of them. So at home, I've got all these different containers, all the different nuts and seeds. And I literally have a, one that's probably about, I know, about that high and wide. And I'll just go and pick up sort of small handfuls of each. So I might have almonds, Brazil nuts, cashews, walnuts, sesame and pumpkin seeds today. Tomorrow, I might have the same ones, but different amounts of each because it's random selection. And with that, I'm getting my vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, massive good qualities of protein. And which parts of those vitamins and um, essential fatty acids are actually doing us a favor we're looking for? I'm always looking at um, well, vitamin B6, yep. zinc and magnesium. They have so many functions in the body. Enzymes, neurotransmitters, balancing hormone levels, cellular energy. For those taking omega-3 supplements, if you have that combination of zinc, magnesium, B6, the trio, if you take those together, you're going to metabolize the omega-3 better. Or okay. if you have flaxseed, which has got omega-3, 6 and 9 in it. And when you say metabolize your omega-3s better, what do you mean? Technically, there's a couple of pathways. One of them is called delta-5 desaturase and one's delta-6 desaturase. And I want you to imagine as a technical thing, desaturase means it takes something away. Mm -hmm. D, it's removing. And when it changes the omega component, it's making it more bioavailable in the body to, for it to be used. And if you have a deficiency in those nutrients, zinc, magnesium, B6, you don't effectively metabolize or use essential fatty acids properly, such as omega-3. So if you've got a, a deficiency, you're not going to use them correctly. That's correct. So how do we step around that? Again, looking at diet, having a good diet review, speaking to a qualified nutritionist is a good way around it, or, or dietitian, they'll go for your diet now check all your vitamin, mineral, protein counts, et cetera. And there's nutritional programs that do that for you. And then they can see where your deficiencies are. And sometimes we need to supplement because the person may be heavily deficient, you know, running on empty. You know, I want you to imagine that happens a lot more than you think where a person's running on empty. And what we need to do is make sure that we replenish that system. And sometimes a handful of nuts and seeds is not as easy to do is a handful of nuts and seeds. So nuts and seeds, mate, that's an interesting one because I, I I was talking to you earlier and you told me a Brazil nut's not a Brazil nut. That's it. So what does that mean? <laughs> I always turn around, um, well, Australia has some of the oldest soils in the world. It's just because of the land. So I always say to people, when you're looking for Brazil nuts, look from Brazil. Okay. They're not called Queensland nuts. Mm -hmm. say. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's a bit of an in-joke there. <laughs> so you look for Brazil nuts from Brazil. Certain foods come from certain places in the world. I know we're not talking about it, but psyllium, for example, is found in India. So you can really only get it from there. So certain areas grow foods better. There's different herbs 
that are grown in different places in the world. There's one called Sibelius sage that's grown near Oxford University in the big paddocks out there that has different constituents compared to the rest of England or even Australia. So that can play a very big role where something is grown. So always looking for good quality ingredients is in foods, but also supplements. I know for a fact the blueness that we source from Germany comes from a little province in Germany and it's got some pretty cool aspects to it. And obviously we... We use blueness in our stress products. Yes. So our daytime stress and our nighttime stress product. So w- why is something like where uh, an ingredient's grown so important? It, it comes down to everything is made up of, I'll say chemicals. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best way. We'll talk chemistry for a second, everyone. Our body's made up of chemicals, the soil, the plants, everything we eat, whether you're meatitarian or vegetarian, yep. everything's made of chemicals. And then if we break it down, that could be then metabolized with different nutrients, etc. And if you think of whether it's Oxford or whether it's a little province in Germany, yep. a little place like that. The soil content's different. It has different mineral levels, different, the soils are made up of just different constituents and that gets taken up by the plant. So you can have the same herb grown in two different places and have similar constituents, but one would be more for memory, stress and focus and the other one may work more, let's go something different, hormones. But they'll both do the same thing, just the focus on the plant is different. And, you know, your example of blueness is a good one to work with. So why, let's talk about blueness for a second it's been in quite a few human studies yes um, i'm not sure if you've read those but it's about calm positive mode ability to cope with stress even talks about age-related cognitive impairment probably a lot of people who are here listening to us don't care about now but we are all wired 24 7 remember middle age is 25 so <laughs> there you go <laughs> biochemically speaking why would a brand like blueness go on about certain aspects of their extract that make it they say it's a better form of lemon balm than what's available in the marketplace due to a, a few concepts like it's um here we go you're gonna ask me to say a word here now rosemaric is that the right word yes rosemarinic acid yeah there you go see i'm not an expert in that area so remember to sound technical we have to use really difficult words yeah that's why i bring you in because you are technical i'm just here to make sure the show keeps going on so mate what's the go with like for example that's one of the things they harp on let's i'm talking Mm. about ingredients in general here but blueness harp on that why is obviously that comes from a certain little province in germany and that's obviously why they grow it there because it's naturally going to that's enhance the, the it's extract. naturally enhanced it hasn't yep. had anything done to it yeah and that's the difference that you'll notice with some products it hasn't mm-hmm. been enhanced so i want you to think that lemon balm has been used for over two thousand years it's been used for stress anxiety you know memory concentration and just good for digestive health you know for people to get the butterflies in the stomach that kind of stress as yep. well and then because it's grown in a certain area that soil content and the plant content has a higher level of that active constituent so i want you to imagine everything has chemicals in there as i saying earlier but in this case it has a high level of this rosmarinic acid and that's the constituent that seems to be doing the extra cognitive benefits now age-related cognitive decline jumping back to your your statement there that's something that a lot of us young folk aren't worrying too much about right now but society is getting older if you look at the aging demographic there's a lot more 70 year olds and 80 year olds now compared to 100 years ago for example we're living longer hopefully healthier Mm -hmm. in some cases not because of various different chronic diseases so the benefit of having a supplement with blueness in it is that it's able to improve our cognitive ability, our memory, concentration, focus, and overall drive because you can think clearer, allowing us to get through our twilight years a lot easier. So dumbing this down for people like myself out there, why does lemon balm help you with that? Like what what is it about that extract? What is it about this herb that people who actually take the product go, I just love it. 
I'm in, like why? And, that, and that's a tricky thing. It has many different pathways that it works on mm -hmm. and some of them we just don't know yet. Okay. There's always that with research that yep. we're aiming to find out the reason why. One of them it has this effect with the neurotransmitters and hormones which has that anxiolytic or anti-anxiety effect. So it allows us to sort of you know, calm down that little bit. It won't dope us out or make us feel groggy or anything. Yep. It just calms us down a little bit so we can maintain our focus. Another area it works with is GABA. So gamma aminobutyric acid. So there's a lot of talk about GABA. It's really good for you. I don't supplement GABA. I use herbs and nutrients that allow our body to produce it more effectively and regulate it so you get a better result. Rather and that's than a better result. Much better than getting a high yeah. that then drops very quickly yeah. by taking the product. I would rather go for something that enhances the body's own natural ability. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about GABA. It's quite interesting the way how it works in the body. It allows you to think more clearer and allows you the time to do so. So on one side, it's the accelerator, yep. allowing us to think clearly, but it's the break. So children tend to have a higher level of GABA naturally because they're learning the alphabet and mathematics in the world around them. And they're learning. Their capacity to learn is very high because it has this GABA effect where we say that they look like they've got all the time in the world because in their brain biochemistry, they do. They're taking everything on, learning about the world and the world around them. As we get older, it naturally declines. And some people it declines more so. And then that's when they get more issues with their memory, concentration and focus. They can't remember. They just put their keys like a minute ago. Yeah, okay. Because of different stress levels. Other people might be work commitments. They forget a meeting. Like little things that we just turn around and think, is that really a big issue? Well, yes, it is. And is forgetfulness a massive stress driver? It is. A lot of us pride ourselves on memory and being able to remember things and we've worked stuff to really focus on it. And, you know, forgetting someone's name that you've known for a while, that's a huge stress. Or remember that person from such and such? That just meant nothing to me. If someone said that to me, I'd be thinking, no, sorry, I don't know that person from such and such. Yeah. And that causes more stress. So it's a very big stress driver, our memory and focus and our just forgetfulness. It's a big issue. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't realize that children had higher GABA levels. Yeah, it, it is. And it allows them to really learn and take on things. And So why do we lose it? Um, I don't know. Some of us don't learn from our lessons. So we should probably have more GABA <laughs> in the system. They keep making the same mistakes. But it just the way I'm thinking with the way our body works is we hit that age of 21 to 25 where our body's now set. It's hitting the peak, your peak bone mass, your muscle mass, like everything's sort of getting to that stage now. Your brain has matured. Everything's got to a point where it's like, here you go. You've got everything you need in life. Now go ahead. You should have learned your lessons by now. Okay. Some 21 people, to 25. Yeah, I'm a little bit past that. Okay. But some people haven't learned those lessons because they may have had extra stresses in their life, lower levels of GABA, poor nutrition. They may have lived in a home with you know violence or not poor, poor nutrition, for example schooling may have been due to sickness they might have been able to attend so there's all these little factors we have to think about and it's sort of putting a bit of a, a dullness on our conversation but they're the things that people have in the world. And then how can we improve that? You know, living in the past with the depression side, you said, yep. people can travel their whole life with that. But can we not necessarily move on, but can we do something about it? And the answer is yes. So, mate, you're, basically to, to summarize where we're at at the moment, we wake up with stress and that's good. Yeah. We get stressed when we go to work. We need to ha have a management plan in place for that, whether it's decreasing the FOMO levels, stopping the notifications, possibly looking at having the right midday snacks. And, you know, your nuts and your seeds you mentioned. Watching out for the chippy chips and carby carbs. So they're not helping us? No, because they give us that quick high. They taste good though, mate. I do. I love it myself. They do give you that quick high, but then you get that quick drop. So if you maintain your blood glucose levels, think of chromium, magnesium as well. But if you maintain that, you maintain the energetic 
energetics to the brain allowing it to go through. You mentioned earlier um, having a coffee or lemon balm or as we make a product. I hear I'm going to drop yeah. product drop, guys, everyone. I'm sorry, but hydroxyburn clinical yep. has that 300 milligrams, which is what the research says does the good things. Yes. Why would we have a potentially calming agent like blueness with a potentially aggressive caffeine? And feel free to knock me down when I say that because everyone handles caffeine differently. That's true. Along with some B vitamins, etc. One of the things we have to think about is the way how the body works, it likes balance. Technical word is homeostasis. Yep. It likes the balance. And by combining different things together in a formula, and I want you to think of, you've got activators and karmas kind of thing. Yep. By putting them together, some people think, isn't that contradictory? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. But now think about how the way the body works. It's maintaining balance all the time. Blood glucose drops. It releases a bit of glycogen. Blood glucose goes up, it brings it back. Like it's continuously, that's just one example, it's continuously rebalancing things. Sometimes you actually need to provide nutrients, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, herbal medicines, etc., at different times of the day to allow the body to work it out. In some cases, it might be the beginning of the day. I've had some patients where, you know, you can give them B vitamins at night and everyone will go, oh no, that's really bad, it'll keep you awake. No, it doesn't. That's one example of someone keeping them awake. It doesn't always keep you awake because it depends on the person's balance. Everyone's individual. Everyone's individual. So keeping that in mind, if we're going to do, you know, a blueness in the morning, which is going to have that nice, calming, but memory, concentration, focus and drive, which is what we're doing at work. Which is what we're doing at work. Yeah. Adding in the extra nutrients to help fortify and strengthen that effect, that then allows you to get through the day and towards the end, the body will start calming you down naturally because the body knows that it's a day-night sequence. Yep. Most of the time during the day, we're active, we're awake, we're moving around. And it's like Benjamin Franklin, etc. as soon as it hits nighttime, you, know, you rest and you've already done your play, rest and recuperate. So... And by doing it this way, it allows the body to naturally work through the processes. So it might sound contradictory, but it works. It balances things out, biochemistry, hormones, neurotransmitters, etc. And by doing it, it balances the flow. Okay, so from a, a brand perspective here at Body Science, if I can talk about us for a second, with our hydroxyburn clinical, we're talking about giving focus and energy in the morning, like we say, have that clinical, you know, when you hit work type time, like yes. good time to have that. It is very much. I'd, I'd even advise like for breakfast, for example, take it with breakfast and by the time you get to work, you're in that phase. It's already being absorbed into the system yeah. and it's starting to process. Okay, nice. So that you that gears you up during the day so that you can actually create a platform to have natural sleep. Would I be yeah. using the correct words there? You are. And the thing to remember is that priming, if I can use priming, the word priming, better word, yeah. priming, the priming of the body and mind, body, spirit, if we can go that yeah. far, for the whole day allows us then to focus into the night. Because one thing we do think about, we get home from work, you know, what have we done today? What can we do tomorrow? Right, right, right. It's like really quick, really hard. We lose our focus, which causes more stress. Dinner, kids, dinner, training, kids, training, catching up with people, catching up with people, checking emails, like we mentioned earlier, yeah. doing some work stuff at home. But then we're not focusing clearly on going to sleep. It's literally as if we have to say it's sleep time now. Yeah, okay. To the body to put us into that mode. And if the body's not focused, you're going to get what people call the monkey mind. Yeah. It's a monkey mind. It's, it's razzle dazzle. It's all over the place. It's, like everything's firing off at the wrong time. And remember the old days, they'd say count sheep. Yes. You know, it doesn't work. With my mind, I'm going, there's one sheep, two, add 10 now, <laughs> minus two. Like it's really active the way my brain works. Yeah. That does not help me at all. Okay. So as you're reactivating things. But it's still that need to focus to say, we're heading towards the end of the day. We need to 
defrag the hard drive of the brain, yep. clear the cache, focus on family and friends and everything else that we just said, and actually allowing ourselves to go into that relaxation mode. And is that an important way to sleep? Like what, what's the issues with dropping, you know, and I know there is a time and a place for prescribed sleeping pills, et cetera. Mm. Like I travel, I use them on planes and something, but what is the long-term goal here for people with sleep? I mean, we're talking FOMO where we're pretty well much hitting the gym and the industry that we play in. Then we're probably having something to eat that, you know, meal prepped or prepared may, may or may not be done. And then we're going to sit down and we're going to jump on Insta and have a look at what the world's doing, maybe catch some TV, but we're sitting there wired. So what should the fitness industry, that's probably a bad way. It's a, it's a big one though. It's no, a big one. Maybe we can use it. I, I want to think of like the fitness and health. Mm, yep. So we'll combine. It's big. Because we're now really finding out how important good sleep is. It's not just the quantity, it's the quality. So a lot of research is showing six to nine hours per night. Six to nine. I know. Bring that. Yeah, well, I don't remember my last <laughs> six to nine. But around six to nine and it's of good quality sleep. And that will allow you to actually rest, recover, clear the cache, get you ready for the next day. And I'm not going to muck around here. How does lemon balm and blueness help you get good quality sleep? Well, it allows the body to become calm and relaxed. It allows you to process and think about the day because you've got that better focus and clear the mind or the monkey mind of things that are bothering you so everyone has something that bothers them yes honestly we can all agree in podcast land that everyone has something that's bothering them right now as we're talking there's something on your mind by maintaining that focus and clarity you can actually process it better and say should i really be thinking of that you know how they say a problem halved is a problem solved whose problem was it yeah <laughs> are you taking on someone else's problem halving theirs and you taking it on that's a big thing yeah so we have to turn around and say what is bothering us right now and if we're not focused we don't have the clarity we take that into tomorrow and the next day and the next day and then that snowball yep. steamroller effect starts happening like in the cartoons you know the cartoon character gets wiped Absolutely, out yeah that's what happens and where do we go we get put into bed Mm -hmm. We don't go to bed. We get put into bed because we're so exhausted and stressed, we can't get up. And then the body makes us rest and recuperate. You get sick. Might be a cold or a flu or just total exhaustion, but the body makes you do that. And then you're out for the count. And you really need your good quality nutrients and everything to restabilize the body, get you up and running again. I've seen so many patients, I'll use the phrase, crash and burn because they're not looking after themselves. They're looking after everyone else, mm -hmm. but not really taking the time to say, hey, I need to look after myself so I can look after others. It's a big deal. Like I don't have kids, for example, but if I did, I'd want to be able to play and do everything with them, not burn myself out so I couldn't. We need to recover. And if we're taking something that bombs us at night and knocks us out, what's the long-term effects of that? It's artificial. So it's like you know being whacked on the head with a hammer, you get knocked out and you wake up groggy the next day. Short term, some people do need it because they do need to Absolutely. You know, have that sleep because they're getting to that exhaustion stage. Always consult your doctor and healthcare professional to make sure you're taking the right and doing the right things. Yeah, have to say level. that. You have to make sure you're doing that right. Could be the wrong thing. You know, Listen to medical advice on that one. Mm. But if we can turn around and say while doing that, let's look at vitamins, minerals, herbs, diet, lifestyle. You know, We're talking earlier today about you know, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. I want you to imagine we're watching terminator or predator or something there's a lot of action there's a lot of things going on and then we go oh it's bedtime the adrenaline's up the 
cortisol is up, everything's up in fight or flight mode because with today's technology. And we're trying to go to bed. You're trying to go to bed. You're yeah. in the movie with today's yeah. technology. We're trying to switch it off and we can't do that. We need the, we need the good sleep hygiene to do that. So, Brad, you mentioned sleep hygiene. And mm. just stepping back to our hydroxyburn sleep RX, I've had really mixed results with that from people. Like people who, some people on it and they go, I just love this stuff, Greg, you've changed my life. Then I get some people went, nah, didn't make me go to sleep, da-da-da, I'm going back to whatever I was on. So is, is there a reason? from that hygiene that sleep hygiene point of view and where we want to go why a product like what do we got in that we've got lemon balm we've got carva we've got zisophus i hate <laughs> saying that word you know got we get some b6 in there as B6. well for the neurotransmitter pathways yeah and some chromium in there as well yep should have those things in front of me next time i go down this path of talking why would some people love this product and some people go i'm not sure if it's working i'm not sure if i should continue taking it should they continue taking it if it doesn't put them to sleep or help their sleep hygiene like where are we at with this like we're talking people supplementing sleep and these are good points some i'm going to first start off with it won't work for everyone yep this is just with anything you can ever do in this world it doesn't work for everyone it's over seven billion people so you always find somewhere where that's it's, pharmaceutical ones as well yeah everything you do in life it's yep. not going to work mm-hmm. for someone out of seven billion that's one person yep. for example or two yeah in this case what else are they doing in their life are they carrying a lot of baggage are they carrying a lot of stress like what's actually happening could be affecting it i'll give you a different example they're saying to you for example it hasn't really made a difference but then you can start questioning them sometimes we forget something that's now better Okay. Like I want you to imagine, just say last year you said to me, I've got a sore arm and I can ask you today, well, how have you been? Oh, nothing's changed. And I go, what about your arm? And you go, what about it? You said to me last year you had a sore arm. Oh no, it's better now. Yeah. Like you move on. Yes. So sometimes people move on and forget about other health issues because something else has come about. In, in regards to sleep, sometimes it's not the quantity that changes, it's the quality. I want you to imagine that six to nine, the magical six to nine hours a night, some people might only still get six hours. So they might have to be up at six, they go to bed at midnight, it won't change, they can't change it, it's not going to, it's not putting me to sleep. But then I ask, how do you feel when you get up? Oh, I, I feel much better. Yeah. Did you wake during the night? No, I didn't wake. I didn't go up to get a snack or go to the toilet or anything. So they got a deeper sleep. So sometimes the hours don't change, which is the quantity. It's the quality of it. Another question I ask people is, do you dream or do you remember your dreams? Because everyone dreams. So I yep. ask it two different ways. Yep. Do you dream? They'll say no. That's okay. Well, everyone does. It's our ability to recall it. And one of the best nutrients for everyone out there in podcast land is vitamin B6. It allows us to recall our dreams. So when we're vitamin B6 deficient, we don't always recall our dreams. Oh, is that right so we can up the b6 a little bit yeah depending on what kind of dosage the person needs might be 25 to 50 milligrams i'm happy with those doses you can go a little bit higher but i normally don't and that allows the neurotransmitters you know the different pathways serotonin melatonin allows them to work effectively to put us into a deeper sleep mode and then the brain defrags which is dreams they show up as dreams and memories and things like that that's the that's the brain working out the lego blocks putting all different things in a different place or the puzzle, removing the monkey mind and fixing the puzzle in that case. And that's quite an exciting thing because you start getting a deeper sleep, you're waking up more refreshed. So talking about deeper sleep, does deeper sleep come from, say I'm someone who has no problem going to sleep, but has a baggage of stress that I'm taking to bed with me at night. Am I am I getting benefit from what's happening during the day with the ability to 
look at mood status and look at stress and all those things with herbs like lemon balm and blueness is it better for me to go to sleep with that in my system versus not i know that's a loaded question because that's yeah. a product but I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm trying to talk about the concept here of having these products and sleeping versus taking that to sleep with you like during the day when you take hydroxyamine clinical you feel better like mm. it's straight up i get that all day long so at night i'm closed my eyes i've gone to sleep and so something oh it didn't work it didn't do this or but my watch says i slept deeper da, da, da. that's it is, there's a lot is, of that data available now. Yeah. Is is that watch data and that – I'm trying to ask you as an expert. Sorry, and I'm not sure if you're a sleep expert. I never actually asked you that, but I'm going to assume you're sitting there. You must be good at most things. Like everyone does, computer guy can fix everything on a computer. Is it important to have no stress when my eyes are shut and being asleep? Short answer, yes. Mm -hmm. It is important. The thing to remember is going back to everyone is different and focusing on the 24 hours. So looking at the Blueness, for example, Recoverben, Zisyphus, yep. all the, the herbal medicines, etc., we're allowing the body to cope better. Okay. We're allowing the mind to cope better. So by using these mechanisms, whether they're modifying cortisol, which we'll talk about later, whether it's modifying serotonin, melatonin, the M1 receptors, that word's always hard in Mesocure and Eric. Yeah. But we like our technical terms. You Glad know, you said that, not uh, me. Acetylcholine pathways, which is our cognition, memory concentration. Acetylcholine, I want you to imagine, is like a spark plug effect. It allows mm -hmm. the communication to get across easier. When we think slower, the acetylcholine's running slower, as an example. Can we upregulate that? The answer is yes, with certain herbs and nutrients. Can we rebalance it out? Yes. So what we're doing, we're supplementing the body with what it needs most. And can we do that every day? The answer is yes. Some people might go on a product for four weeks just to get the cycle up and running again. They improve, they feel better. And in some circumstances, four weeks is enough. They're, they're good. But then they might have a relapse or a stress or something else later and they can go on it. A lot of supplements these days, when they've been formulated and designed, are meant to be short and or long term. Mm -hmm. It depends on the person, and we have to keep that in mind. And that's what body science does, for example, when, when looking through all the research. What can we do to improve the health of the person more beneficially? You know, mental, physical, and emotional. And that's the combination of herbs and nutrients that are in your formulas and how they work. Is this something that we can take at the beginning of the day, like clinical, for example, that will get us through the day? Because our stress levels are so high, we're really stressed, but we have to work because we're thinking of our family or whatever we need to do, but we need to get through that day. So when someone says, oh, it didn't work, I then ask them, well, how was your day? Loaded, unloaded question. Yeah. It's like, how was your day? And they think, you can watch them, you can see the wheels turning. It's like, I got more done, actually. I didn't feel as stressed. I had a work email that would have stirred me up in the past. Now it hasn't. You know, they start giving you those answers. I had a Monday morning meeting with a boss that we don't get along. And it was perfect because my stress levels were down. I was able to present better. And now I've worked out my anxiety going into the meeting is why my boss and I didn't connect. Because I was over anxious seeing something that wasn't there. Yes. It wasn't there. But my stress overtook me and I was fighting and flighting with the saber-toothed tiger at the exact same time. Same time. And it was burning me out. And that's an example of a patient. Okay. They, they came and saw me two months ago. And they've been taking their herbs and nutrients, awesome results, and very happy. So if we can do that during the day and then flick the switch for the night and allow the body to calm, relax, recuperate, rebuild, all these technical sort of things that we think about biochemically and reduce them to those words, it's simple when you think. We're building the body up to respond in a way for stress during the day and to work with the stress we have at night. 24-hour approach. Okay, mate, we've, uh, we've talked for an hour or so now. I think we better turn this off before we get... Too 
carried away. Yeah. So top three tips without me stopping you this time oh. for better sleep, happiness during the day. That's it. Well, putting it into three. So what I'm thinking about is number one is chocolate. You know I love chocolate. Okay. That's always number one. But making sure you always have time out for yourself. And that could be like my photography or something else like that. Do yep. something for yourself every day. Look at your nutrition. Have high quality nutrition, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables, good quality protein, physical activity. Yep. is the main thing. Go for a walk. You don't have to hit the gym too hard. You know what I mean? You don't yep. have to do that. It's good to do that. Yes. Building up your lean muscle mass, etc. That's another podcast. But I want you to think, just walk things off. Okay. As I always say. And supplement if you need to, just to get you to that point and beyond that point. Because we're not looking at just essential nutrition. We're looking at optimum nutrition and health and well-being. We want to thrive, not just survive. Nice. That's a great way to end, mate. I can't thank you enough for coming on board again today. Right, Once again, you. Dr. Brad McEwen. It's at B-R-A-D-M-C-E-W-E-N, the man who published that chocolate is good for you. That's right. I'll always remember you for that, mate. That's Thanks it. for everything. Thank you. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.